You're listening to the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Spotlight on eWomen, the place for everything eWomen Network. Entrepreneur, enterprising, enlightening, and exciting. Please welcome your eWoman host, Phyllis Smith. Hello and welcome to Spotlight on eWomen Network. I'm Phyllis Smith. There are events that often occur that change the course of our lives. And some are good and some are traumatic. In the case of my guest today, her father's death to cancer spawned a new mission and subsequently a new business for her. And her business is changing the lives of many. Her name is Lorelai Snyder, and she is the founder of Nature Clean Enterprises that makes eco-friendly plant-based home care and cleaning supplies. So Lorelai, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Phyllis. So first, let's talk about the experience you had when your father was battling cancer and eventually lost to the battle to cancer. What was that yeah. like for you? Well, that was a game changer, really. Um, you know, the day that uh, my dad was diagnosed with cancer, he, he phoned me and he told me, and um, I consequently got terrified of anyone else in my family getting sick, um, particularly of anything that we could control. So my literally within hours after crying, um, my statement to my husband was, you know what, we've got to get rid of anything in our house, everything, anything that has toxins in it, you know, because you bring things in and you don't really think, oh, it's not that bad, you know, it's not that bad and, and it's okay and it won't happen. And then Really, when it happens, it's a whole different ballgame. So um, that started my journey of getting the few things that we had left because uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty much that earth girl. I'm the gardener and beekeeper and nature queen. Uh, but, yeah, that started the journey to get everything out of our home. Um, and so it led to some research, um, and that research didn't give me the answers I wanted. So... Uh, I learned that things that I thought were natural actually weren't. I learned that things that I knew were natural still had toxic items. And, you know, I was in this fight to save my dad too, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it started from maybe I can come up with something. I can come up with the answer to save my dad. And in the process, I can save the whole rest of my family. And, uh, and when I found that some natural products still had toxins in them, um, that's where I got to doing some research and creating my line of products, which are very gentle on the environment, very gentle on your health. And I'm, you know, it took me a while and going through that process while my dad was fighting was a, was a tough battle, but I'm happy to be where I'm at now. And, and yeah, I actually lost both my parents last year to cancer. So a uh, little girl, big mission. Oh my goodness. That breaks my heart. Um, geez, just last year. So that's pretty raw. That's pretty raw. But losing both your parents. I'm sorry. First, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I do want to ask you, do you know, um, if, uh, do you know if by any chance 
that the toxins caused the cancer in any way? Or is this just something you figured, hey, I can control this. This is something I can control. And whereas you couldn't control your parents and they're having cancer and subsequently passing away, but it's something that you feel that you can control. So, yeah, there's kind of, there's two answers to that in the sense that, you know, I knew for, for my family and my friends that hadn't gotten sick yet, we could make that choice and subsequently significantly reduce the chances of getting sick ourselves, you know? So initially it started for my close family and then it was like, oh my gosh, I have friends and they have family. And so uh, my little home-based mission turned into this big mission to really rid every household that I can reach, rid them of toxic chemicals. Uh, with my dad, again, I'm a registered massage therapist, so I have a background in health sciences. And so with my dad and wanting to save him and come up with the answer, I read a lot of medical journals. And, uh, and after he told me that his chemotherapy treatments had no effect on his cancer, I read a lot more. Uh, and that's actually where I did discover. So my dad had what was known as acute myeloid leukemia. That particular type of cancer has actually been linked to the toxins in home care and cleaning supplies. So in a sense, it was a little bit, it was a little bit of falling into the right process. You know, it wasn't necessarily a conscious, I'm doing home care and cleaning supplies because I know my dad's cancer is linked to that. It was, these are the things I know I control, I can control. And oh my gosh, later I found out that what I'm trying to prevent is exactly very likely what made my dad sick. So do you find that now that obviously your 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 family they're the guinea pigs, right? For for everything you're creating, I imagine. Do you oh, yeah. find that it, there is a difference in your home using these products that you've created. And I want to kind of go through that in a minute. Um, but uh, are you seeing a difference? And if so, how so? Yeah. Uh, oh, we're seeing a lot of differences. So I also used friends as guinea pigs and um, professional home cleaners, moms with kids under five. So this was a big deal. So I reached out to whoever would help me and test them in my own home. What we notice is that my daughter's allergies and my allergies seem to like have disappeared. And again, in doing some research, I did find that some of the toxins can actually induce asthma and allergy reactions. We sleep better. Um, I know I'm better uh, taking care of my pets better because what I make is pet friendly as well. Um, I have friends who have uh, dermal problems like eczema. I have one friend who has very bad eczema and she's allergic to almost everything under the sun. She started using my laundry soap and just, she buys it for all of her friends. Now her eczema is disappearing. Wow. She is um, allergic. Like I said, to so many things. Uh, one of the things she's allergic to is the latex in cleaning gloves. And she uses my all purpose cleaner without gloves and has no issues. So, um, you know, I've gotten a lot of really good feedback, people with psoriasis, eczema, fragrance sensitivities, um, allergies for us. It's a, it's a huge, yeah, it's a huge thing that's happening. So, you know, again, little by little, I'm making a big impact, hopefully. Yeah. So, uh, so take me, take us 
through the process when you started, you know, like putting things together. I could just see you as kind of the mad scientist, you know, <laughs> taking oh, totally <laughs> these natural products that exist, you know, in you know, in nature and and on on the grocery shelves and things like that. What did you start with? Um, and why did you start with, with that in particular? Um, and then what was that like for you? Did you get help? Did you get other people to, to you know, start pitch in? And were you on your living room floor putting the, or in your kitchen putting the stuff together? So take us through that yeah. process. Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. The mad scientist is what I referred to myself as. Um, as, a, as a registered massage therapist in BC, I have a background in health sciences. And part of that process was also to study organic chemistry. So I have a background in organic chemistry, health sciences, anatomy, physiology, disease. So that was a good start. Uh, I studied a little bit about um, safe dilution rates for aromatherapy because I use essential oils in my products, in anything that's fragranced. My first product uh, was the laundry powder because again, I'm a registered massage therapist. So this is daily for me. I wash my sheets daily, my face pieces. Um, and so I noticed my patients who would have sensitivities to fragrance and I always tried to use fragrance free, but they love it. Oh, the sheets are so soft and you know, no, no, issues at all for any kind of um, skin allergies or any kind of inhaling allergies. So they love that. Uh, but yeah, it was a big process. I did a lot of research. I looked at um, different cleaning agents. I looked at different formulas that kind of were out on the internet and tried them. And then really it was it, over the course of about nine versions, did I finally get my own ratios properly uh, to do what I wanted? Because the first thing I tried was a great cleaner, but it was really powdery. So you'd inhale it and that's not what you want to be doing. So I added a little bit of this, a little bit of that and came up with, with what I've got now, which is fantastic. So is you're in Canada. So is the, yeah. is the approval process, um, you know, it's through the government, you know, like here you, you need to go through the, the FTC, you know, the federal trade commission and, mm -hmm. uh, and the, you know, com com consumer product safety commission and all of that. And things are not so easy to get approved here. Things that are approved in Europe, for example, are not necessarily approved over here. What, uh, are you, have, have you gotten your products, uh, approved in the government? Is that a requirement? Is that something you're going to do? In, in fact, what it what the reality is is for home care and cleaning products in the U.S. and in Canada, there's there's no requirement to tell you everything that's in the products at all, uh, whether it's in the states or Canada. Con, um, cosmetics, that industry is very heavily regulated. When it comes to home care and cleaning supplies, they have a lot of ingredients that have been approved both in the U.S. and in Canada that are what they've deemed in small dilution and small usage rates, they're safe, but they're actually toxins. So over time, these build up in your body. What I do to combat that and what I would love to see across all of North America is I would love to see that change where companies are absolutely regulated, uh, absolutely required. I use full disclosure. Everything that's in my products is listed so people know exactly what they're buying. That's something that I'm really proud of. And I find that, you know, when people are educated, when they know what they're getting, they're able to make those choices for themselves 
and, and it's often a better choice than they would make without that knowledge. So you mentioned that there is could be traces of toxins in some of the products we get, even if they say natural or, um, uh, you know, what are some of the things like when we look on those ingredients that we should be looking for in those common products that could be toxic? Um, so anything, one of the, the two of the big things, if you see DEA or TEA, those are cancer causing agents, uh, SLS, so sodium laureth sulfate or sodium laurel sulfate, again, known cancer causing agents. Uh, one of the big things that I see is pe- companies will list quote unquote fragrance. Fragrance in itself is often a synthetic component uh, and it's made using phthalates and parabens. Phthalates have been linked to early, um, early onset of puberty in young ladies and that early onset of puberty actually is linked to later onset of breast cancer and parabens have actually been found when they've done biopsies of breast cancer tissue. So, you know, the parabens, the phthalates, uh, things that they don't tell you that are in there are, you know, things like fertilizers and neurotoxins. Um, and that's what they don't tell you. So you can't do much about that other than to know that they're there or do some really heavy and deep research. But if you're picking something up off the shelf, look for DEA, TEA, parabens, phthalates, um, fragrance. If it just says fragrance, get rid of it. You know, it's funny because I, I, I don't use laundry detergent that has fragrance in it at all. Cause I get allergic. My kids get allergic. You know, we're always, we were always had very sensitive skin. Um, so, uh, you know, I thought it was just like a skin sensitivity, but it sounds like that these, you know, what you're describing is, is actually mm-hmm. toxic to our body. Do you, but let's make that comparison in your research. Is it possible that some people ha- are hypersensitive to certain things and others aren't? Like one might be more sensitive, like they have a, they, they might be more prone to, uh, to getting eczema um, they have very dry skin, so they just have to use, you know, more sensitive products, um, as opposed to that they are actually toxic. Yeah. There, I mean, there's always, well, when I see sensitivities, what I see is, you know, yes, you may be sensitive, you know, uh, for instance, one of my room and linen sprays, a couple of them have lavender in it. Well, if somebody's actually allergic to lavender, they're just allergic to it, you know? Uh, so there, there is that possibility. However, the occurrence of that compared to, excuse me, <coughs> sorry, the occurrence of that compared to um, a sensitivity that is actually developed because as a result of toxicity buildup is small, right? So what we have is, um, is your toxic load and our bodies are not really built to get rid of the toxins. So even, you know, a lot of, as you mentioned, fragrance-free products, they may be fragrance-free. They may not necessarily be natural, which means they may still have toxins in them. So oftentimes companies, what they do is the horrible toxins smell awful, and then they throw a bunch of other toxic products to, to nullify that smell. So it's not truly fragrance-free. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it, it makes sense. And the interesting thing, especially when we're talking about our skin, you know, when, when you ask, uh, you know, what is, what is the, the largest, 
organ in our body. And, you know, people have to think about it and you don't realize it's your skin. Yes, <laughs> so, absolutely. So whether we ingest it or we put it on our skin or we, we, our skin is exposed to it, um, you know, think about how many pores we have in our skin and, you know, that what, what we're bringing into our body. And, and if you were, I would imagine that some people are more immunocompromised than others. And particularly yeah. those people who you know, who have um, immune, you know, immune deficiencies, um, you know, I imagine going toxin-free is is a a better route for them. Yeah, really go, I mean, in my opinion, of course, going toxin-free is a better route for everyone. And it becomes a full circle. You know, it, when we use toxic products, that products get those products get washed into our oceans, into our water systems, into the soil that grows our food, you know, the water that we drink. If you eat fish, they've been exposed. There are also ingredients that actually increase the growth of algae in our waterways. And when you have an increase in algae, you're depleting that system of oxygen for the fish to live. So it's killing off species. Um, and it can have, you know, over the long term, it can have a really severe impact on whether or not we can feed ourselves, right? And how well we can feed ourselves. So, you know, in my opinion, it's really important to, the sooner we, we get into that space and go toxin-free and understand that as we're taking care of our health, we're also taking care of the environment that's going to sustain our, our future generations, you know? that it's a big impact that we're having one household at a time. Mm, I like that one household at a time. It it's expands to the environment in our neighborhood, in our home, in our neighborhood and, you know, and then beyond. So now listen, yeah. we have to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to get sort of the skinny on you uh, being in business, some of the challenges that you faced. Uh, and some of the successes. I mean, it's it's new. It's very fresh uh, since you've been in business. So uh, stick around. And so if you're just starting a business or you're thinking about starting one, uh, you want to hear what Lorelai Snyder has to say. Calling all speakers. E-Women Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Welcome back to Spotlight on eWomen. Here's your host, Phyllis Smith. And welcome back to Spotlight on E-Women Network. I'm Phyllis Smith. I am speaking with Lorelai Snyder. And uh, Lorelai has a company uh, that is called um, Nature Clean. And uh, this is, she she has um, products for, you know, your home, um, laundry detergent, cleaning materials. Um, all of these are eco-friendly, plant-based, and uh, if, and she started this when her father was uh, battling cancer. And it was something that she could actually try and control and, and try to at least find things that, um, that are out there that we use every day that are toxin-free. Um, and so, uh, Laura, I thank you so much and for being here and creating these products for us. But I'd like to go into just 
from the standpoint of being an entrepreneur. So you began this very fresh. You just really started this about a year ago. Am I correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. I launched on Earth Day last year. On Earth Day. What a brilliant idea. (laughs) So you launched on Earth Day, but there was some buildup to Earth Day, I imagine. So tell us some of the big challenges you went through uh, before you actually launched your business. Oh, well, the biggest challenges was really was developing the formulas, Um, you know, developing from scratch. And again, you know, I have my, my background in organic chemistry and, and anatomy and physiology. I, I did have to study some aromatherapy. Um, but yeah, that was the biggest one. You know, you find things and you think, great, this works. And then you tweak it and you go, oh, this works so much better. So, you know, for a long time, we used, um, we used the discards in our home, <laughs> you know, because they worked, but not as well as what I've got now. Uh, and, then, and then, yeah, branding gaining some recognition um, did you and, no, you know going through that process let me ask you about about all that so so first of all what was the time frame between when you began developing these products like a mad scientist to yeah. when you actually launched your products and your first product was was laundry detergent so did you have laundry detergent so did you have more than one product when you first launched I yeah I did I actually kind of developed a, a what I found a complimentary line of products, basically. Um, But the laundry powder was definitely the first one I went to. Uh, My dad was diagnosed on September 16th of 2016. So it was pretty much that date that I decided we were going toxin-free and doing the research online to find products that I could use. I would probably say my research uh, into making my own products was September 20th, maybe, maybe a little earlier than that. So So, I tend to move at the speed of light when something's really important. mm, Yeah. So, and that's part of being an entrepreneur is taking action. So you had this idea and then, and you have some background in it. So it wasn't really reinventing the wheel um, in terms of the contents of your products. But what about things like, like, bottling it i mean you and sanitize like yeah. sanitizing and where are you where and manufacturing it like did you have help in that uh in that end yeah. of it the manufacturing of it and where do you manufacture it i mean it can't just be out of your home <clears throat> no uh and so that's the thing so yes in when i first started it was all in my kitchen and finding packaging and developing a label and I actually started under the name Amotiera Botanicals, which means I love Earth. But nobody can really pronounce that or understand what it means unless you speak Spanish. Um, so yeah, initially it was in my kitchen. I currently, I have my massage therapy clinic. It has two rooms. One room I use for treating my patients and the other room I now use for my manufacturing. And I have a storage space downstairs in the same building that I can store all of my products in because they build up quickly. The stock builds up quickly and then sells quickly, thankfully. <laughs> well, that's good. So to grow, though, you probably at some point uh, are going to have to pull out of the of manufacturing this stuff yourself and you're going to have to, yeah. you know, move into a bigger space where someone else is going to be manufacturing this. How do you feel about that? And actually, because it's toxin-free, you have to be very careful about the environment that uh, that is creating your products. Yeah. 
so yeah you, you know you've kind of again you hit it um my end uh, my end goal is to start a manufacturing plant i don't want to entrust it to another company so i want to be hands-on i want to be right in the thick of that so my goal is to have a manufacturing plant i want to hire people that are living in transition housing um, in order to give them an opportunity at creating a better life for other people and having a better life for themselves. Uh, and so I'll have to teach people to do what I do um, and still hang on to my proprietary information. So, you know, in, in developing some operational procedures, that's been a bit of a challenge. And what I kind of decided from there is that I would do all of the oil blending and what have you. And I can teach people to do different parts of the process. Um, and then, of course, the idea to be as zero waste as possible and to be as environmentally possible in that manufacturing. That, that, there's a lot to consider, a lot to consider in doing what you're doing, because when you even talk about uh, being, you know, not being wasteful to the environment, you know, we're talking, well, then the packaging, everything has to be recyclable. You know, these days, I it's, mm -hmm. it seems like, most things, at least plastic and glass, and there it seems like they are. But then you also get your community or your your county. It's like, well, we'll take this, but we won't take that, you know. So, um, what seems to be, you know, supposed to be recyclable, they don't want to take. So, um, but you know, at least we're moving forward in in that direction. But um, so there's a lot to be thinking about. Um, and I love that the idea that you're going to use people in transitional housing, um, essentially, what does that mean? Does that mean people who are, are for example, in, in, uh, in, you know, in homeless uh, shelters or moving from homeless or uh, people in yeah. drug rehabilitation? Yeah, so I mean, it can mean any one of those things, really. Um, I was fortunate to make a connection with somebody from the YWCA last year. Uh, so, and, you know, they work with women that are in, in transition. Maybe these people have, you know, maybe their company's downsized and they lost their job, but they're like a marketing expert, right? Or maybe they've left an abusive relationship and they're just starting again. So, you know, people end up in transition for so many different reasons. Maybe they're recovering from a substance abuse issue and all the power to them, right? Um, so in a fully accepting and non-judgmental way, I want the opportunity to give them the chance to have a better life themselves and create something better. So it's, I, I call that full circle success. And that's really important to me. So in this process, when, you know, your dad, he, he got diagnosed and then you immediately started building this business. Have you had a chance to do a business plan? Is it, or is it still in your head? Um, the actual business plan is mostly in my head, uh, but it's great that you said that because I actually had a consult this morning with somebody who's, who's going to help me get it down onto paper because I can't exactly walk into a bank and say, guess what? I have this amazing idea and you should help me find that, you know? So I do have somebody that I'm working with. One of the biggest lessons I'm learning is that I really, as much as I might like to, I can't do everything. Um, and even my consult this morning was great because they picked at questions and they it was stuff that I wouldn't think to put down myself. They pulled out of me. So I'm excited about that. 
I have a little bit of work to do before I'm ready to get to that point. So we've already made a follow-up appointment in a couple of months so that I can get through a few of my challenges that's going on right now. So I think that that's what you're saying is so important. And, you know, we could love what we do, but if we don't do it the right way, we could end up falling out of love with what we do because there is the business aspect of it. So I don't know if you've read the book, The E-Myth, but it's a staple in, and should be a staple in every entrepreneur's uh, bookshelf uh, written by um, uh, Michael Gerber. And Sandra actually says, Sandra Yancey, our CEO, gives, gives it away to, you know, to a lot of her, you know, her sore clients. And, um, and basically the concept is that we are, we are every, you know, every business should have, you know, we'll have an entrepreneur, a manager, and a technician. And so the story in the book talks yeah. about this, you know, the, the woman who's got, she wants to make cupcakes because she grew up making cupcakes with her grandma and that's what she wants to do. But then she gets into business and the chance of having making the cupcakes because there's all the business to run. And so I think it's really important for people to hear <laughs> this, that you, what you just said is that you can't do everything. There is a point when you will not be like, you know, all like fingers crossed, but you know that, and, and lots of faith that you are going to make it big and you are going to, and you're going to change the world, yeah. you know, at least for, for, because you're providing these wonderful products that people will be using in their homes. Um, and, but at the same time, you can't run a business unless you are earning money. And if you're earning money, right. there's, you might have to borrow money. There's all kinds of aspects about business. So what would be, you know, as we have to, as we close here, as a real startup, which is what you are, what would you now say to someone who maybe has an idea um, and wants to, like you, and a passion for something, what would you say the first thing you recommend that would be the first thing that they do, um, you know, to get, to move forward, to make that happen? In, in the revisiting what I just said, my key phrase would be one pillar does not make a strong foundation. Uh, so, you know, you get this great idea, you have this great idea, mull it over. What I find is, you know, we have the ideas and then, and then they do this expansion and they go, Oh my gosh, you see this crazy amount of possibilities. Then bring that into a manageable amount to focus on because you can't start as this mega thing. It's too much, it's too thin to spread yourself. Create your focus, work on that, set that intention, set that plan, and then understand and accept early on that the people you reach out to to help you are going to help you build that strong foundation because one pillar doesn't do it. It's going to top and fall until you get that support system underneath you, cheering for you and working with you. Great advice. Lorelai Snyder, how can people reach you if they want to reach out to you personally uh, or if they want to buy your product? Um, that's great. So for right now, because one of my challenges is into a rebrand, but you can absolutely reach me info at natureclean.com. However, is spelt differently. And this is why I have to rebrand. It's N-A-T-U-R-C-L-E-E-N.com. And that's also my web website, N-A-T-U-R-C-L-E-E-N.com. 
sign up for my emails because I am facing that challenge of having to brand and that will be coming in the next few months before that business plan gets in play and I would look forward to hearing from everyone, anyone. And that's, and this is questions or shopping ideas. Okay. And, and, and really that's an important lesson. That's an important lesson too. And the lesson being that, uh, you have to make, you have to be flexible and don't get too attached because some things don't work. So you got to fix it. You got to change it. So you are just, this is what a startup is, right? You start one way, you end up, you know, go straight, you end up going left, then you make a right. And, and that's just how it is. It's just how it is. So I love your attitude and your flexibility. And thank you so much for sharing yourself and, uh, and, you know, from your, the pain of losing your parents is coming something that is from your heart that really is going to make a huge difference in the world. So thank you. Thank you. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. You're listening to the EWN Podcast Network.